the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Pastor John Allworth. behaviors and addictions are rampant in our society. People are in bondage to alcohol, drugs, pornography, codependent relationships, and more. If you or a loved one is stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and continued destructive behavior, keep listening. Recovery Radio Houston with Pastor John Allworth and Tony B. starts now. They'll take your calls and share how the healing power of a personal relationship with Christ saved them and can do the same for you or your loved ones. God wants you to walk into the light. Recovery Radio Houston is live. Good afternoon, Southeast Texas. This is Pastor John Allworth of Recovery Radio Houston coming to you at 4 p.m. our new time slot. And we are so glad to be here with you this afternoon. You know, God loves you more than you can possibly know. I'm here with my co-host, Tony B. Hello. And we are continuing our discussion of 12 Steps. You know, Tony, let's uh, let's let listeners know there's a way to join our program. They can call us at 1-800-808-5548. That's 800-808-5548. I don't think the one's necessary anymore in this day of digital so. and, and uh, cellular phones. Again, that's 800-808-5548. Uh, Tony, this show is about hope, the hope that Jesus Christ offers to the lost to the brokenhearted, specifically those that are under the bondage of addiction. And I like what Marcia says in that, that lead in there. She says, if you or a loved one are under the bondage of addiction, then hang on and listen and, and, mm-hmm. and see what Jesus Christ can do for your loved one. Because I have a suspicion that a lot of our listeners out there, I, I don't think there's anybody in our country anymore that doesn't know somebody that's suffering from some form of addiction. Would you agree, Tony? I absolutely agree, especially that telling statistic where 24 million people need recovery. Um, those are just the ones we know about that have uh, stepped up and say, I want treatment. Yeah, that's the ones that admit. And of course, that's the, that's the first part of recovery is admitting that you need help. And that's for many people, that's quite often the hardest because, you know, we're so, we're too prideful and, uh, we get stuck in addiction and we're, we're too prideful to ask for help. Let's go to prayer real quick. Father God, we just, uh, come to you today with gratitude in our hearts, gratitude for what the changes that you've made in our lives, Father God, and gratitude for all the restoration that you've accomplished out there, Father. But we need we need more of you, Father. We need uh, ears to be open and, and hearts to be open to to your word, Father, so that so that others can can join us in this this journey of spiritual recovery, Father God. And, and that's why we're on this program, Father. So we ask that this word go out to as many people who need help as possible. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Amen. You know, Tony, uh, we uh, we know that this pandemic is causing problems across our nation. You know, we've got uh, people aren't used to, to quarantining. We've got people that are sick. We've got people that 
loved ones who can't even visit their loved ones in the hospital because they're not allowed to go in. It's horrible. And we've got people that are under financial pressure because of, of this pandemic. And, and uh, it's it's testing us. We've got people that are, you know, there's also other problems and issues that have come up in our society and then people that are taking advantage of those things mm. and uh, and do, doing destructive things. So we really need healing in our land. And, and one of the things that, that we really need healing from is is uh is addiction because it is rampant in our society the relapse rates are, are through the roof uh with, with this pandemic people are staying home and, and drinking and doing drugs and and discouraged and it's what it's a climate that the enemy you know re- festers in. festers in yeah and, and really goes well but but uh we have a, a remedy for this and what is it tony yeah, it is the 12 steps in jesus christ it is the 12 jesus christ and and you know we talk a lot about uh, a vaccine for the coronavirus uh, but but you, you have a got, vaccine for everything uh, in him. That's right. Amen, Tony. <laughs> and my, and my, you don't have to wait for it to develop. My friend Tony said that. Uh, my brother Tony and fellow warrior in the kingdom said that a couple of months ago. He said, we've got a vaccine for for addiction, and his name is Jesus Christ. And I just love that, you know. <laughs> and if people would catch on to that. You know, we're, we're going to talk about, the, we're going to continue our discussion today about the 12 steps. If you want to join us, you can join us at 800-808-5548. You can call in. We'll take your your questions. Uh, we'll try to direct you to where you can get some help, um, and uh, you, you can ask for prayer. Um, and you don't have to give your name. If you want to be anonymous, you can give us a pseudo name or whatever you want to do, or not give us a name. But we're here to try to help. And Tony, that's why we started this program is is to try to reach out and shout from the mountaintops with this radio voice that people don't have to live the way they're living. There you don't have to live in fear. You don't have to live in fear. You don't have to live in chaos. In shame. In shame. No, you really don't have to. There's an antidote to all this. There's a vaccine for it. And uh, and and people need to realize that. Because I, I can tell you, no matter where you are today, no matter where you've been, uh, no, no matter what you've gone through, God loves you. And he will forgive you. And he's got a mighty purpose in your life. And the truth of the matter is, the further down we go, the more mighty that testimony is, is when he restores us to all the things. Mm-hmm. You know, he restored my career. He restored my marriage. He restored, most importantly, my relationship with him. And he's out there. And one of the great things about doing this show, Tony, has been all the people that we've interviewed that are just out there uh, in the kingdom doing kingdom doing work. Doing kingdom work. Yeah, and doing it. Folks, you don't have to have money. You don't have to have insurance. There's there's programs. And, you know, we're going to start today with the fourth step. And that reminds me of our great friends uh, you know, that we're really proud to be associated with at the Open Door Mission. You know, they never shut down through this pandemic, but they 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 didn't take people on intake for a while because of all the concerns. They're in a closed environment, and they had to be careful. But they are open for intakes now. You know, it's a wonderful program. Um, th- this program, Tony, it, it takes in men that are addicted, men that are homeless, men that have some mental issues, and it transforms lives. It's really, it's, it's, it is the modern day miracle of God taking place before our, our eyes. And our good friend Tommy Thompson is the CEO and he runs the program. And, and it's a holistic program. If you're out there and you're living under a bridge or you know somebody that is or in a car, your wife's kicked you out of the house uh, and you don't have any place to go and you don't know where to go for help and you don't have insurance, you don't have money, 
The Open Door Mission is there for you, and it will transform your life. It's a program that that utilizes uh, every tool in the toolbox of recovery, mm. uh, from medical care, dental care. It's a holistic program that that uh, addresses all these needs. It'll give you job training. Um, it'll give you teach you how to do a resume, teach you how to use a computer. Uh, they'll find housing for you when you, when you graduate, and and they'll they'll help you get a job. There's uh, Christian based companies out there, faith based companies that are hiring people from the Open Door Mission. I mean, it is just the guys that we've interviewed that have gone through the program. It is transformative. It is an example of the transformative power of Christ. And the reason I thought of them to begin with is because they have an extensive four step. uh, And we're going to go into what the fourth step is uh, process that they go through. They spend a whole weekend on it. And we're going to talk about that. But if you're interested in transforming your life or, you know, somebody that needs to a man that needs to transform his life, you got to call 832-962-4249. That's 832-962-4249 to get instructions on how you can uh how you can be admitted into the program. Normally they have walk up, but because of COVID they're they're doing it a little bit differently and that's by calling 832-962-4249. The Open Door Mission, it is a wonderful uh godly program. Um so if you want to join this program, and I'm going to give it one more time, you can call 800-808-5548. That's 800-808-5548. Tony, you can ask a question for Tony. You can ask a question to me. You can ask for recovery resources or prayer, and you can do it anonymously. All right, Tony, before we get into the fourth step. Well, the the most important part about starting step four is to make sure you've complete, uh, completed one through three. Amen. So just a quick uh, review we, uh, I've always said it's about admitting, submitting, and committing. You admit that you're powerless. You submit to a power greater than yourself, and then you commit your life to him. One, two, and three. And that sounds really easy, but it's not, and it's not really quick either. It's something that needs to take, uh, you need to take time with. You can't do it by yourself. You have to have an accountability partner or a sponsor that has uh, experienced in it before that can make sure that you're doing it thoroughly. Um, because when you sit down for the fourth step, this is when the cleansing pro, um, the cleansing process begins. Yeah, you know the the whole. Uh, I like to think of the the twelve steps as a uh, cleaning out of the old and an entering of the new. Yeah, well, it, we're it, new creations in Christ. It's a new way of living. And and I'd want to address one thing. You know, there is some resistance in the faith based community to the 12 steps because they don't like the fact that it says a power greater than yourself. Well, that's why we're and, here and the God of our understanding. <laughs> yeah, and and so, but you have to understand. If you're not familiar with recovery, number one, everybody's recovering from something. I read something on the Christian Broadcast Network. The Bible is a book about recovering. We've Mm -hmm. all gone through things in our life. Jesus said we'd always have trials and tribulations on this earth. We're all going through something. Many of us are addicted to things we don't even realize, whether it's shopping, eating. You know, we don't really understand it's addiction. It's not just about drugs and alcohol. This 12-step program is based directly on the Bible, and it is walking you through a process. And in my opinion, everyone could benefit from the 12 steps, even if you don't have an addiction problem, because it is about examining. It's about the Christian walk. It's about committing you know to to Jesus Christ and surrendering and so just because uh, the whatever words they use we know that it's committing to Jesus Christ and more importantly than that perhaps well not more importantly but in addition to that um as you and I know Tony as we discussed many times we see our ministries and the 12 step program as a bridge from the secular 
into the faith because there are many, many people that you and I know and have talked with and some that we've even interviewed on the show that didn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, went through these 12 steps, began to re- a spiritual journey, realized that these are all out of the Bible mm-hmm. and, 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 and came to Christ. Right. And, and that's what, what we're here for. The path was made... Uh a lot easier once it was explained where they actually came from. Yeah, and that's and how they could be parallel to scripture and whatnot. Yeah, so if you if you haven't uh, listened to our program before, a couple of weeks ago, we went through the first three steps. How could somebody listen to that program, Tony? Oh, they can uh, link up with our podcast. Just search for Recovery Radio Houston podcast. It's free to subscribe to. You can download the old episodes, and you can have the new ones sent directly to your device. And that way you can keep up with the progress that we're making, not only through this, but through our numerous guests that we have and programs that we introduce. Yeah, we've had Tommy Thompson on here a couple of times. We've had uh, people from that uh, Restoration Ranch. Restoration Ranch. We've had... Uh, that hopefully be doing for women what Tommy's doing for men. Yeah, that's a new new program, by the way, mm-hmm. folks. If you want to get involved, you can go to our Facebook page, uh, Recovery Radio Houston, or Restoration Ranches. It's a new facility that's getting open for women because uh, open door mission is for men uh we've had people that uh we've got a, a high school in town that uh that caters to kids that have had substance abuse and it's you know walking them through getting mm-hmm. them an education and remarkable success uh in, in that program we've had uh, uh the crosswalk center people that are working with prisoners out of cr- uh, people in prison for 40 weeks before they numerous, get out numerous outlets they can look up on oh, the yeah. facebook page all right so let's get to the fourth step the well fourth. made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves you know every successful business has to go through inventory to take out the stuff that's not selling to take out the stuff of its produce that's rotten and get rid of it and and to introduce new items into the inventory so that the business thrives. So think of yourself as that business to where, you know, you're going to sit down, you're going to be brutally honest. My my old sponsor, the writer of that book that we use, the uh, Christian Perspective of Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, Mr. Bill uh, Morgenstern, used to make me, before I did a fourth-step inventory, I had to write on top of the page, God help me be honest. And, yeah. and, and, and I, he made me write it in big, huge letters so that I couldn't miss it. So while I'm staring at that paper, I have to remember that I'm depending on God now, the per, uh, the power I've given myself over to in the third, the first three steps. Right. So that way I keep the progression going. I'm not going to sit there trying to invent something just to get it done. You know what I mean? Well, I've got to be thorough and go through every uh, like the way that the the twelve steps are outlined secularly in the Big Book. It, you you the 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 person, the cause, and the effect. There's this person that I resent. Right. He makes me feel. I think that he's doing this, and it makes me feel and affects this, this, and the other in my in my life. In other words, John, I resent you because uh, I'm jealous of you because you have a full head of hair and I don't. No, which is not true. So, We're this, both this is radio. Yeah. This is radio. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> so the way that makes me feel makes me feel inferior. It makes me feel uh, less than. It makes me feel ugly. It makes me feel uh, less wanted. And what that affects is my. Uh, my self-esteem, my 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 uh, my sexual whatever you know. This has to be a deep dive yeah. into every single thing, and and that's a very trivial example. But wh- where I went and where I got and where a lot of other people have gotten and have gotten is you get to that underlying cause of your of uh, of your addiction where you know we we really specialize in acting in a certain way that we think that you want me to act so that you like me. I'll say that again. Say it again. 
I want to act in a certain way that I think that you want me to act so that you like me. Yeah. So that that self-perceived opposition to myself comes from somewhere. It comes from uh, a childhood instance. It comes from some kind of emotional uh, scar. And and we're going to get to that by first listing the people, places, and things in our life that we resent and do a deep dive into why we do. And that will lead, it will lead if it's done thoroughly, into the the real bottom of the pan, you know, where where everything first started. Because I don't think anybody woke up in their infancy or their toddler or or preschool days and said, "Hey, I'm going to get high today." No, no. That 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 started way back somewhere, somehow. Whether you saw something as a child or something was done to you, or you were affected by something done to someone in your family, to where it it scarred you and affected you so badly that you developed your way of living around avoiding that pain. You know, you said several things there, Tony, that that just jumped out to me. Uh, One, a very wise man once told me that the 12 steps is a journey to authenticity. Mm -hmm. Authenticity. What you just said is, I'm going to act how I think you want me to act so that you like me. My self-perceived of how I need to be in order to be liked. What I want to get to is that I have to live in God's will for me amen amen that's that's how now to get from that point to that point that's a pretty that takes a while yeah that does it takes a lot of digging but god can get you there if you trust him that's why i said the first three steps you got you got are so important don't bother doing four if you ain't done one through three you can't start in the middle you you've got to do each one and each one numbered for a reason and each one has to be completed properly you know uh you said that you know, there are ways to work these steps. For example, there's a guide called A Gentle Guide Through the 12 Steps by a guy named Patrick Carnes, who's mm-hmm. written extensively, and, and and it sets out. And you do this with a sponsor so that you're on You know, you said, God, let me be honest. But that sponsor will push you to right. be honest. And then you, you talked about childhood. So many of the things that, you know, we learn in, as in addiction, we learn to be manipulative. Mm-hmm. Like you just said, I'm going to act like I, to get what I want from you, which is for you to like me, right. or I want you to give me a raise, or I want you to do whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, you know, we learn to be manipulative. So it, it's about becoming authentic, your true self, which is so biblical. And the way they do it at the Open Door Mission is, I, I like it, is they divide it into age groups. And they go through and they, they, they look at all the things that, that developed right. in, their, in their moral serve age groups. Because, as you said, so many of these things go from childhood. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, we are, we are also products of what happened to us as children. Mm-hmm. And so many of us grew up in, in, or many people grew up in environments that were very difficult. They were hurt. And, and they, they learned to tune out by getting high, by getting drunk, by trying to fit in with the crowd, by trying to be cool. Mm-hmm. And that started the process of addiction. So you got to dig deep, as you just said. And, and you need a sponsor to put push you through that. And that's why that's so good. Let's look at a couple of scriptures to see if what we're saying about it being biblically based is correct. Um, Lamentations, uh, chapter three, verse 40, let us examine our ways and test them and let us return to the Lord. I mean, what could be more biblical than that is, is really taking a close look at yourself. Am I living the way? And what you said is so key, Tony, in God's will. You know, when you begin the recovery process, you pray for God's will as opposed to your own. Yeah, and if we don't even have a uh, relationship with God, how are we going to be able to determine what his will is? Yeah, absolutely. So that I can't say it enough. First three steps first. <coughs> Excuse me. Bless you, brother. Yeah. 
That wasn't a sneeze. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, and and so you know, as Paul, you know, the book of Romans is is really a wonderful uh, book about recovery. It really is a recovery manual, and that's what the Bible is, folks. It is a open book that tells us how to live our lives. We've got an open book test here, and if we just read this Bible, we can pass it. You know, when you were in high school, didn't you love open book tests, man? Those were those um, are wonderful. I kind of made my own open book test. <laughs> well, that's a different subject. So, so, but as Paul wrote in Romans uh, chapter eight, verse five, he said, "Those who are dominated by their sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit." So, we want to take a careful look at ourselves, and we want to see what are the things we're doing that are sinful? What are these character defects that we're doing that are separating us from God? What are these things that are doing that are taking us out of the will of God? And where did they come from? Where did, where did they start? Where, why am I acting like this? And that's why it's so important that, like you said, having a sponsor, not only just to push you through it, but someone that's been... See, God, God has a way to put people in front of you that have been where you've been, at, least to, at least to some degree. So a good sponsor is someone that identifies with your issue, sees in you what they went through and is able to help guide you through guide you through the steps uh someone that you can trust is not going to be uh talking about everything to other people and just keep between you two but mainly someone that identifies with the issues that you're even before they're really coming and that's why folks you can be so powerful if you're out there and you're under the bondage of addiction right now god's got a purpose for you and that is for you to overcome we're overcomers by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony and that testimony can be so powerful Mm -hmm. if if you're helping somebody and you've been where they are and and you can help them and and it's it's a, a a bilateral relationship there's uh because not only are you helping that person, but that person is helping you to remain in your walk with recovery. And really, you don't turn the corner on recovery, and we're going to get to that in a later step, until you start helping other people. That's when recovery really blossoms. That's when you start being Christ-like. That's when you start doing what Jesus did, and that is he was a a servant. And when you start serving and helping other people, as we've talked about before, your your recovery goes into that supernatural, supercharged stage. I'm just so excited about it. I want other people to experience it because it changes your life, folks. It transforms them. So, um, you know. And if you look at these other scriptures, it's it's so – uh, important to it helps you and, and also maybe somebody that's coming from more of a church background understand where this step is supposed to go. Like First Corinthians six eighteen, flee from sexual immorality. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, we're not just talking about drugs and alcohol here. We're talking about sexual addiction, talking about pornography. We're talking about you know everything that comes along with that. Uh, the wicked are ensnared by the work of their own hands. In other words, my consequences that I'm reaping upon myself are because I'm taking on these wicked ways in order to feel good. Amen. Amen. <laughs> There's so, so many um, variables involved as far as the different angles you can come at to get a person to understand that right now we're not condemning ourselves. We're trying to empty out the trash bin. Yeah, we are. We're, we're- trying to take out the bad. And and that's what this process is. Identify it and get rid of it. And, you know, you mentioned that, Tony, because people, when we talk about addiction, they think drugs and alcohol. But sex addiction is... uh, It's it's funny also how the the process I laid out to where you're writing down the other people, everybody else you want to blame for the way you feel. Yeah, true. And by digging into those resentments, you start to see that, wait a minute, this person is maybe not even to blame at all here. They may have done something that offended me, but... 
why did I let it offend me? I let it offend me because I feel this way about myself. You know, when I spot it, I've got it. What, you know what I mean? When you spot it, you got it. Yeah. That's, that's a, so once oh. you start making that correlation, it rolls right into the fifth step to where, you know what, I can admit to God, to myself, and to another human being. And it's very important to see that uh, order that's in, too. I go to God first with everything. Right. I admit to God go before to I even admit to myself. Yeah. You know, because I have to be able to what? Trust God with my life now. I'm turning my will and my life over to him. So I admit to him the nature of my wrongs. In other words, I'm understanding now why I think the way I do. I'm starting to understand why I put myself in the situations I put myself in. I'm understanding why I use people the way that I do to get what I want. So now I'm going to admit that to him, to myself, and then another human being. And that's really where it's supposed to start clicking, to realize that, wait a minute, I'm following this process, I've done these these things in order, and now all of a sudden I don't have the fear to admit to you why I am the way I am. And get rid of that fear. And if I can get rid of that fear and admit it to you, well, then it's gone. There's perfect love, cast out fear. Now, For- I, I wish I could put this in a can, like in Campbell's Soup, and serve it to you, but this process may take... Well over a year. Oh, absolutely. Maybe but, even two or three years. You know, Jesus delivers us from things, but, w- you know, without God, we can't. And without me, God won't. You have to keep working in the recovery process. And, and here's the scripture right here. First uh, John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's exactly what we're talking about. Amen. Because when we get to the sixth step, I'm ready now, God. I'm ready for you to remove all this filth from my soul. I'm ready to be one with you even more and to go out and do your will and to stay sober. This is, I mean, if you really listen to what we're saying and and break it down yourself with a sponsor the way it's supposed to be broken down, because way too many times we want to put our own spin on this stuff. We want to, you know, we want to get through it. We want to get through it. We want to have all those back problems. We want to get the wife back, the job back, want to get... I want to get the... Uh, we don't want to do the work. We don't want to do the work. We want everything back, 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 back. And then yeah. we, when we don't do the work and we just get everything back, we develop those back problems because we, we can't support ourselves. I want to do two things before we go on break. Mm-hmm. First of all, I want to go back to... Is it break time already? Uh, oh, my Lord. Uh, yeah. I want to go back to... Uh, and then I want to summarize where we've been through. Uh, you know, Patrick Carnes, the guy I talked about that, that has this gentle guide through the 12 steps, he also wrote a book called Out of the Shadows. And because sex addiction is is the addiction that nobody wants to talk about. Um, it is the most prevalent addiction in our society. It is rampant. Kids now have devices that they can start at an early age. Uh, 30% of all data across the Internet is pornography. $97 billion in worldwide revenues. $12 billion in the U.S., more than the NFL, NBA, and Major League Baseball combined. Especially now, and they're not doing it. Yeah, more visits to porn sites than Netflix, Twitter, and Amazon combined. Uh, the largest site uh, one year had five billion five hundred and seventeen million hours. One site uh, of and, and people are, are. We're talking about a process where you don't have to be ashamed because people get you know guilt and shame around this, and mm-hmm. they don't want to talk about it. But there's groups. There's groups called uh, SA Sexaholics Anonymous. There's another one called SAA Sex Addicts Anonymous. There are twelve step groups that go through this process with sex addiction, just like they do with drugs and alcohol. Right. So there are people that have experienced. If you're out there and 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 you're a slave, you know Paul writes, "We're a slave to whatever we obey." If you can't find your way to get off of pornography and you just keep going back to it, uh, there are people out there that have been through that, have conquered it through the help of Jesus Christ and through this twelve step program, and they're out there to 
help. There are programs that can help you. If you need help, uh, you can send us an email also at recoveryradiohouston uh, at outlook.com, recoveryradiohouston at outlook.com. You can also go to our, our Facebook page, Recovery Radio Houston, and send us a message. You can also call this program at 800-808-5548. Join the program. Tell us about your experiences with the 12 Steps or somebody that you knew. Okay, let's go through. Step one is we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, sex addiction, drugs, cocaine, and that our lives, whatever it is, that our lives had become unmanageable. Step two is came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. We know that power is Jesus Christ. Step three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of Christ. Uh, this, the 12 steps says it's God as we understand him. We, we know it's Jesus. We turn our will in our lives. So what? how do you summarize it, Tony? What? Admit, submit, commit. There you go. And now we've been talking about step four, made a, a fearless and moral inventory of ourselves. That is so crucial to get the bottom of what what's going on in your life, the problems that you have, the resentments that you have, what uh, things happened to you that, that made you act the way you do that you don't even realize subconsciously. And focus on that word fearless. Fearless. Because the first three steps hopefully will... Uh, tamper down that fear enough to where you can feel that you're in the presence of God and that he can hear everything from you. Well, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. And, mm-hmm. and, and big secret, folks, he knows what you've done <laughs> already. Yeah. Might as well be honest with him. <laughs> yeah, and so becoming honest about it and, and turning your life over to him, all of heaven's going to rejoice. So you're not going to be condemned for this. That's mm-hmm. one thing I didn't understand, Tony. I resisted recovery for years because uh, I I was ashamed and I was too prideful and I didn't want people to know I had a problem. <laughs> but they did yeah amen and and, but universally though that when i went through rehab and i changed and i recovered and brought christ into my life it was wonderful everybody was like it was wonderful so we're gonna we're gonna turn our attention to the fifth step which is admitted to god to ourselves and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs and the sixth step we're entirely ready to have god remove all these defects of character and the seventh step Humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Amen. This, this is a perfect example of why it's a good idea to download our podcast because you can have this is a lot of information in one hour. But if you search our podcast, Recovery Radio Houston podcast, and have it uh, subscribe to it and download them to your devices, you can have these at any time to go through when you have a question about a particular step. Amen. Amen. All right. So, Tony. Um, we are going to go through the f- steps five through seven when we come back. It is a pleasure to be with people. You can join the program by calling 800-808-5548. We hope you're someplace that's uh, not, I think the heat index is 100. And it's hot. It, it is really hot, and we notice that coming in. But, you know, God wants you to know that there's a better path for you. God wants you to know that he's got a purpose for your life. You may be so down and out, you say, I don't know God. He doesn't have, want to have anything to do with me. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Mm. There is nothing that is less true than that. God wants to have a relationship with you. Jesus Christ wants to be in your heart. He wants to be at the center of your life. And Jesus Christ has the power to transform you no matter where you're at. No matter and all where you, you have to yourself. do is ask him to come in. Amen. Isn't it wonderful? We'll be back in three minutes. Recovery Radio Houston.
Pastor John Allworth. You're back with Recovery Radio Houston on a hot August afternoon here in Houston, Texas. I'm here with my co-host, Tony B., and we are discussing the biblical basis for the 12 steps and how important the 12 steps are in in, in achieving recovery and uh, trying to explain to the faith-based community that these 12 steps are all biblically based, and each one of them has a biblical basis. You know, the the 12 steps gets a bad rap sometimes, Tony, because the founders of the 12 step, it came out of the Oxford group originally, which is a, which is a Christian group uh, that was trying to help people that were addicted and that were having problems. And uh, that, and, uh, and then it evolved and, and, you know, they ultimately expanded it to try to, to reach all people that were addicted. You know, one of the things that, that I think people may not realize if people are of a different faith and they go through the 12 steps and they realize how wonderful this this program is and they realize this is out of our Bible, mm. I, I would suspect, I've never seen statistics on it, but I would suspect that we've had many Christian converts from other faiths that went through the 12-step program. Oh, I, I've seen it. Yeah, amen. I've seen it. I've seen uh, Muslim people convert to Christianity through the steps. Through the 12 steps. Oh, yeah. So the 12 steps get a bad rep. You know, there are a lot of people in the faith-based community that, that say, ah, well, this says God of my understanding. Well, it is intended to attract people from, from many places, but uh, it, uh, it it comes from that. But listen, I want to go through... Uh, you can join the program, by the way, by calling 800-808-5548, 800-808-5548. We're discussing each of these steps. We've been through the first four steps and, um, you know, this is critical at this time because uh, we've got a pandemic in the country, but we've had a pandemic on addiction for a long time. As Tony pointed out earlier in the show, there's more than 23 million people in the United States need treatment. Less than 12 percent receive it. Uh, we've got 100 million. No, I got that wrong. 100 billion oxycodone tablets have been distributed uh, from since 2006 in this country. 100 billion tablets and are consumed by some people. We've got 6.2% of all high school students have tried methamphetamine. I mean, that's incredible. We've got 12 million alcoholics. These are just people that admit to it. 12 million alcoholics in the United States. Alcohol is a factor in 73% of all felonies, 81% of all wife-battering cases, 41% of all rapes, 83% of all homicides. Addiction is rampant in this country, and the enemy is 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 taking advantage of that, and he's the one, you know, the, if you look at a liquor store, it says wine and spirits. Huh. I mean, the enemy is is going crazy with this, but there is, how's, what is the vaccine for, for this, Tony? Jesus. Amen. <laughs> so this program, this 12 steps that we go through, it's a process, it's a biblical process that we go through where we, we, we do what? What are the first three steps, Tony? We have to admit, submit, and commit. We admit that we have a problem. We have to believe that a power greater than ourselves, Jesus submit Christ, to that. submit to that. And then we have to commit, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God. So uh, then we went through the importance of the fourth step because so many of the problems, addiction stems from things that happened to us in childhood and things that we've gotten, you know, stinking thinking is one of the things that we talk about in recovery. Mm-hmm. We've gotten our brains scrambled up through this addictive process, and we have to really take a hard look at ourselves. As the Bible says, let us examine our ways and test them and let us return to the Lord. Because that's what God wants. He wants us to be in his will, not our will. Because- you know, a very good example of that that's predominant in society 
is there are plenty of people, male and female, that experience violence in the home as a child. Yeah, right? absolutely. So that can lead to, in the, what well, well, we always say, the magic age of... Uh, 14. Of, uh, 14, right? Yeah. Around that time when your body starts changing and your chromosomes and momosomes or whatever you call them are... Hormones. Flying all over <laughs> yeah. your your body, you all of a sudden develop a, a mentality to where, you know, I'm not going to allow anyone to treat me that way. So you identify with any kind of hint, where there's any hint of any kind of anger, uh, difference of opinion, conflict, some of which is healthy in life. Yeah. You know? But you're numb. But you we're, numb. we're numb to all of that because of what we're going through as children. So we 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 see that, wait a minute, this there's a way I'm supposed to be adapting to this, but I can't. And I'm having this problem that's causing me to be either be an outcast or be to be shunned on or or not be able to keep up with the others. So what's the one way that I can remedy that? Well, we can all hang out and smoke a joint after. Yeah. Well, we can all go over the six pack. All after, you my know, cares will go away. And all and, and then yeah. everything's wonderful and everything's fine. You know? Yeah, and that truly numbs us out. And we do that. And then we we get uh, it becomes habitual and then the enemy ensnares us. So when we dig through that inventory in step four we may be identifying some people, whether they're teachers, parents, bosses, whatever, and they affect us in a certain way, and we list those behaviors. Our sponsor kind of looks at us like, well, have you ever thought that maybe it's because of the way you uh, were treated as a child? You're seeing these people through a, 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 like a jaded eye? Yeah. You know? And, 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 and people that suffer abandonment issues. They're right. always worried about abandonment. People that sort of Because the first thing that's going to come to the top when you've gone sober you've crashed and burned and you're in the rehab center or you're at the meetings and you're not drinking you're not doping what's the first thing that's going to come back those feelings those bad feelings so they have to be handled. those feelings of insecurity you know that's that's what jesus gives us because perfect love casts out fear but you know people always say you know that don't understand addiction don't necessarily have the problem in their own lives why don't you just quit well, it's not that it's easy, not folks. That easy. And it's not just the chemical and physical dependence on the drug. It's these deep-seated feelings and emotions and problems and this stinking thing, thinking that we that we live in. And we become too prideful, and we think, you know, addicts tend to think, well, I, I can fix it, and I will fix it. But I'm just uh, going to go, you know, keep drinking. I, I need to get through this uh, this. Uh, process that I'm working on, this job, this this whatever it is, and then I'll quit. And, and you know, and time just goes on and on and on, and they get deeper and deeper, and the enemy gets more and more in their grasp. But with the help of Jesus, what happens through these steps is that you start developing that sense of comfort and security in him that everything is okay, I'm safe here, it's okay to feel the way I'm feeling, and I just need to work through it in a different way. I need to go through him, and those those fears are conquered because perfect love casts out fear, right? And the way that we deal with that when we're in addiction is we get that shame and guilt cycle, and the yeah. only thing that we we think that'll take it away is, is parting. Yeah. yeah, is opening that bottle of booze again and numbing yourself out. But there's a better way, folks. Yeah. That's why Tony and I are here because we want to shout from the mountaintop from these radio waves that if you or someone you love or someone you, that you know is under the bondage of addiction, you don't have to be. There are people here. God has put. If you open your eyes. God has put people like the, the Open Door Mission and other programs, uh, Project Hope that we've had on this program, uh, even people coming out of prison, the Crosswalk Center. He's, there are people out there that are just wanting to help you because they've been there and they've transformed their lives for the power of Jesus Christ. If you want to join the program, you can call us at 800 808 
888-528-5548 ask us questions ask for prayer uh tell us about your own experiences with the 12 steps you know you don't have to you can be anonymous so step five admitted to god to ourselves and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs you told brought up a great scripture from first john tony one of my favorite scriptures in the bible is james five sixteen. therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed until you get this poison out of your body mm-hmm. all these things that you've kept secret all these things that you think are making you a the devil is using to make you think you're a, hum, a horrible human being you've got to get it out get it on right. the table confess it and then you can be healed and that well, is the so critical important. the critical part in there is also first john 1 9 if we confess our sins he is faithful see i, I need yeah i need that bounce back i, I need to feel because when i was out there doing what i was doing yeah the initial feel good was the bounce back right i got something out of it but then right. when that started to wear down that's when the hopelessness begins you know because you don't you never get 10 years later what you started getting out of it when you first started no no you right? don't and you're but always with, chasing you're chasing but with jesus yeah. because he is so faithful and just to forgive me for my sins and to cleanse me from all my unrighteousness. Every time I go to him, I get something. Well, in the Proverbs, the Old Testament, uh, twenty-eight, thirteen: whoever conceals his transgressions will mm-hmm. not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. And again, mercy is yeah. from God. Mercy What's is the only thing that kills mold? Light. Yeah. If you if you keep something cramped up in a, you know, I kind of let him conscious. Please don't get mad at me, honey. But uh, when you put vegetables away in the fridge in the crispers, uh-huh. if you wrap them in plastic, they don't get air to breathe. So the purpose of the crisper is not there. So the tomatoes get rotten. <laughs> and I got a real stickling point with that in my house. I hate when people put anything in plastic bags. Refrigerator wars. Don't do we, it. We, Just we, don't do it. We have our, dis- don't our, dis- do it. We have our discussions also about that. I'm on that. the radio, so nobody but, can see me right now. But, but uh, seriously, though, when, when, when you trap something, and you don't allow exposure to it, it's going to rot. But when you open something up before, right, you can clean all that out and it can still grow. The devil loves secrets. Yeah. You know, there are many Christians. There may be people listening to us right now. There are many Christians that they give most of their life to God, but they've got this one compartment over here that they keep secret. Maybe it's pornography. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the drinking, excess drinking that they do. Maybe it's their occasional drug use, whatever it is, or their repetitive drug use, whatever it is. Uh, they're seeing another woman on the side, mm-hmm. whatever it is. They, they feel like I've got this compartmentalized. I'm going to give everything else in my life to God. When you've got secrets, folks. That's because you don't want to get rid of it, right? And you got to get it on the table, and that's it, one. Th- it feels good to keep it under wraps. Yeah, well, that's because <laughs> you want to. It's all mine because the enemy wants you to protect it. Right. Because that's and what he's. That's what he sounds that, like. That's what he's getting into into your heart. So, yeah. you know, uh, what we need to do, folks, is we need to, to have, be in a twelve step program, but also we need to find a faith based program to get involved in. We've got one. It's called Covenant Recovery Ministries. We're starting. We took a break from live meetings because of this COVID stuff, but we got to get on with life. And we're going back on September 11th at at 901 Wilson Road at New Covenant Church in Humble. We'll be back. Uh, we'll practice social distancing, and we're not going to serve food like we used to do. And we'll take some precautions. Yeah. But we need the Christian fellowship. We need brothers and sisters in Christ to lift us up, to strengthen us. Iron sharpens arm as one brother sharpens another. And and that's what we need. So that's what our what we do at, at, at Covenant Recovery Ministries. We changed our name from Break Every Chain. Some of you may have been familiar with that. Again, we meet in Humble, 7 o'clock on Friday nights. We'll be back on September 11th, every Friday after that, uh, 901 Wilson Road, New Covenant Church. But what we do is we have a, a, a short biblical message. 
And then we get together in groups that we separate into men and women's and we go on around in a circle and we talk about our problems. We strengthen each other. We, we confess our sins to one another. And we're also there. Tony and I'll be there to, to counsel people who need individual counseling and to pray with you. And, and it's a, it's a wonderful ministry. We've been doing it for five years. We've seen people delivered from heroin. We've seen people delivered from meth, alcohol, sex addiction, you name it. Uh, but it's not us that's delivering them. It's Jesus Christ. That's his signature ministry, his mm-hmm. deliverance. But, folks, you got to work at it. Without God, I can't. But without me, God won't. You have to be willing. You have to be willing. That's you got you to gotta put that pride aside and be willing to get help, be willing to change. And he'll change you. It'll be incredible. He'll transform your lives. And speaking of which, here, here's, here's, a, here's a step that is really near and dear to me. When you've done with the inventory, you're done with the confessing, right? Yeah. Everything's up on the table. Everything's at the surface, ready to go. Now we have to really practice something unique for us. We are entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Step six. Do you want to be healed? John 5, 6 says. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the best from the land. Isaiah one nineteen. Because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of the sin that leads to death. Romans 8, 2. What that scripture tells me right there is the same way that I was powerless over my addictions, the same way the devil had sown into me through all of my insecurities and all of my my uh, my traumas earlier in my life. The devil got in there. God is now going to come in and get that out. The same way I couldn't control my cravings, I can't control my healing. I have to allow God to do that. That is something that is so missed in secular recovery that it's scary. Yeah. So many times people are like, okay, I'm good. I'm ready to go. Let's go back out there. No, no, you have to be ready for God to heal you first. And that's something you're going to have to feel and acknowledge and be thankful for before you can continue with the rest of the steps. You You're know, not taking any credit for anything here. Well, you know, what's so wonderful yeah. is, as Paul writes in Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10, he says, for when I am weak, then he is strong. Mm. You know, he, that's that's what the whole point of those first three steps is. You turn it over to him because you can't do it on your own. And I'm going to be I'm going to I'm going to go a little off the, the beaten path here. It's what I do. OK. Yeah, that's and, what you do. Okay. Tony. <laughs> because when, when God puts something in my mind, I have to yeah, say it. Bring it, brother. Those of you that think you hear so many things all the time, check your antenna. Because a lot of times, those of us in addiction, we like to say what we want and put God's stamp on it. And that is a dangerous, dangerous road to be on. Hallmark of not a true recovery. You have you become to God. be. You, you have to yeah. be. That, that's why you can't do this program by yourself. Because a good sponsor will call doo-doo on that. <laughs> He'll be like, hold on, man. We've known each other how long now? And all of a sudden now you're you're good to go and you're healed and you're just determining of all this. What step six tells us is that we have to be ready for God to remove all these defects of character. So how am I going to know that? I'm going to continue to put one foot forward down in my walk every day and I'm going to allow God to reveal to me, right, through works and by actions of others towards me, not by things that I determine I can just go out and do right now. You know what I mean? Like, for example, I am separated from my spouse. I've done my inventory. I've done my uh, my fifth step. 
Well, you know what? It's time to saddle up and going up to the house and tell that woman exactly what I what she needs right now. Mm-hmm. It's time for me to come back home and you know and drive the kids to school, and I'm just going to start taking control back. No, no, no. You have to allow God to remove all your defects of character first, right? Before you get to the steps to where then you're going to make your amends. I've seen it over and over again where people are like, man, I, because the fourth, a good fifth step is going to make you feel good. Yeah. It's going to make you feel relieved. I, I got this. You know, I, it, but it, it really does remove fear. So, yeah. but what are you supposed to do at that time? You've got to dig deeper into God first. You don't go deeper into man. You got to seek God first because what got you in trouble was seeking man before him. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Because we've got to be, that's why these steps are divided. Step six is we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. You've got to be ready to commit and surrender and submit to him and commit everything to him and really trust him. But it's not over yet. Yeah. But then you have to go to the next one. Step seven. You have to humbly ask God to remove all your shortcomings. So I'm ready. My sponsor says I'm ready. So And I'm ready. Now I have to go and humbly ask him to remove all my shortcomings. And that's not so easy. No, because of but, what I just said before. Yeah, I'm ready to get back to life, man. Man, I've, I've, I've come through these first four steps. I'm sober now. Yeah. I haven't used in however look long. Look at me. Yeah, look at look me. Look at my chip on Facebook. Yeah. Face, I got a six-month chip here, <laughs> and I'm good, man, and everything else. And there's a key word there. Humbly mm-hmm. asked him to remove all our shortcomings. If you are still in pride and you think that you did this all and you're, you know, that that's what got you down there. Pride goeth before destruction, uh, as, pro- as we know in Proverbs. If you think that you're all that and a bag of chips, you, you are sadly mistaken. Mm-hmm. You are sadly mistaken. You've got to come to God and admit that that you drove your car into a ditch mm. and that he is the one that is pulling it that is pulling it out you know so uh, you've got to do that because god is so wonderful that's a great analogy by the way yeah if you've ever been stuck in a ditch you understand what you're talking about (laughs) the tow truck doesn't show up and you go hey well you need to hook up here and there no you need to get out of the way let the tow truck guy do his work (laughs) yeah let god do it because as god tells us as paul wrote in second corinthians 12 9 he said my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness you've got to come to him with humility You've got well, to. One of the pivotal uh, scriptures in my recovery was when I am weak, he is strong. Yeah. How can I realize the strength and the almightiness of God if I think that I'm strong and almighty? I have to realize how weak I am before he, I can realize how strong he is to come in and, 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 and rescue me. And that's the surrender part. And yes. that's the committing to him part. You know, I preached on the abundant life that Jesus wants for us. By the way, folks, if you're out there and you... You, um, we're a virtual church right now because of the pandemic, but, but my church, New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, is on Facebook every Sunday at 6 p.m. I'm going to be uh, preaching on the consequences of sin, uh, which is not always the most popular topic this Sunday, but I uh, talked about the abundant life that Christ wants for us last Sunday. And uh, one of the things I talked about is Jesus is in Matthew chapter 18, whoever humbles himself like this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus also says that that you've got to become a servant. If you want to be first, you've got to become a servant. Mm. So you've got, humility is a hallmark of, pride is a hallmark of destruction and of addiction. Humility is a hard hallmark of, of recovery. And, you know, that's one reason I think that, that, that people have to, you know, you've heard the proverbial bottom. You've got to hit bottom. You don't have to, folks, if you're out there. You don't have to. But 
you will <laughs> if you keep going. <laughs> uh, a lot of us do. <laughs> yeah, a lot of us do. And and God's got to, you know, unfortunately for so many of us, we're too prideful, and we've got to, he's got to humble us in order to work with us, well, in order to be the potter that molds the clay. Also, for those of us that think that we hit a bottom, if we really think about it, the bottom is death. Yeah. So, I, you know, as long as I'm, uh, I have a saying for when I, you know, I got a lot of aches and pains, I'm getting older, arthritis and whatnot in the morning. But I always say, as long as I make it to vertical instead of staying horizontal, I'm good to go. <laughs> you know, so the bottom, yeah, it was pretty bad, but it wasn't really the bottom. It wasn't the bottom, because it'll kill you. Yeah. It, it really will. Sin leads mm-hmm. to death, you know. And Paul asks, who will free me from this life of sin and death? Mm-hmm. And and the answer is Jesus Christ. You know, that's one thing I admire about our friends at the Open Door Mission. They work with people that really have come close to the bottom. Mm-hmm. They work with homeless men who, for whatever reason, and these are good men that, that just have, the enemies ensnared them in this addiction, and they've ended up on the streets. But uh, the Open Door Mission is, is taking admissions again, but you have to call 832-962-4249, 832-962-4249. To get instructions on admittance, it is a wonderful holistic program. You know, I forgot to say earlier, Tony, I couldn't believe us. I forgot to say this. That, uh, that holistic, the most important thing they do is they start in church every morning at 6 o'clock. Right. That's and, my favorite part. Yeah, of it. and their number one principle is Jesus saves. So if you want to transform your life, uh, they've taken men that have just been down and out, and now they have successful careers and are doing great, tax-paying citizens. But most importantly, they have Christ in the center of their life. All right, Tony, so we've gone through steps uh, through step seven, which is humbly ask God to remove all all shortcomings. Uh, we went through a couple of scriptures. Uh, there's another one, James 4.10, humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. I love that one. He will lift you up if you humble himself. So step eight, which we'll get to to the Do next time. Do we really want to dig into that, though? We only got like well, four I just, minutes. Well, I just wanted to kind of go through what they okay. were yeah. to, to have a little continuity. Uh, yeah. yeah, we're not going to dig into too much. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we went through steps one, where you admit you're powerless. Step two, that you came to believe that Jesus Christ is, is greater than yourself, who can save you. Step three, you turn your will and in your life over to him. Step four, you take a fearless moral inventory. Step five, you admit to God all the nature of your wrongs. Step six, you're entirely ready to remove God, all these defects of character. Step seven, we were just talking about humbly, ask God to remove all your shortcomings. And then this is where what you were talking about, Tony, when you begin to start reaching out to other people Mm -hmm. uh, that you've made a mess with in your life. And that is made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. And step nine, you make amends whenever you, it's possible. Step 10 and 11 and 12 are so powerful. Those you, are the maintenance steps. Yeah, you continue to take personal inventory. And when you're wrong, you promptly admit it. That's a tough one, but you got to do it. It's so important to recovery. Step 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God, praying only for knowledge of his will and the power to carry that out. You know, it, it still blows my mind how people can look at these steps and see how many times God is mentioned in them. And think it's not faith thing is that, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. And even people in the church that are supposed to be up on their Bible, quote unquote, and they don't see where these verses yeah. parallel right into it. You know, I mean, I'm saying that to say that on both sides of the fence, where it really needs to be 
a lot of work done as far as humility. Yeah, you know? well, there needs to be a bridge, and that's what we're trying to mm-hmm. do. So you, you pray for his will, his will in your life, and the power to carry that out. Not your own. You drove it into a ditch. <laughs> so Remind us one more time, what time are you going on tomorrow with church, and we'll close it out. Okay, well, I want to do stuff. So I've had a spiritual awakening. We tried to carry this message to others and practice these principles in all of our affairs. New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. I'm the senior pastor there. We are out of our building right now because of the pandemic. We are on at, at 6 p.m. on Facebook Live. I'll be on tomorrow, Sunday at 6 p.m. You just go to New Covenant Church, Greater Heights Facebook page. I'll be preaching on the consequences of sin. And, of course, the opposite of that is the, the consequences of turning your life over to Jesus Christ. Good show, man. Great show, brother. I would go away for a week a lot more. <laughs> Come back stronger. <laughs> yeah, amen, brother. Uh, we're here at 4 p.m. every Saturday. We yes, love sir. you. But more importantly, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Amen. Recovery Radio Houston signing off. Have a good week.